Welcome back to We Want Our Sonics Back. Did you like the new intro, Dan? Yes, I did. I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like lengthen it out. Eventually, my plan is to have the whole podcast just be the intro. <laughs> just, just have little <laughs> clips in. No, no, no. Um, so for 35 minutes or whatever, you could just listen to the intro. Basically, it's just gonna be Kevin Calabro's voice. <laughs> 35 minutes and then us at the and end we may say goodbye at the end yeah just just it. at the end we'll be like and we want our sonics back and that's it <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoy the podcast <laughs> some people are saying they enjoy the podcast you got like a direct really? message the other day from someone being I did. like someone I like it. hopped into my dms oh and like in a good way <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> let me clarify that <laughs> You're engaged, man. You can't just be saying stuff like that. That's true. I hope she doesn't listen, but she probably will. But well, you know, it was it was just to say that they like the podcast, and that's pretty cool. Because that's what we're doing. We're just trying to have some fun here. Um, uh, I'm Dean. I guess I should probably say that. And I'm Danny. I guess I should probably say that too. Yeah. Here we go. We're professional, y'all. Like we we just I I said y'all. Oh man. I'm going to have to edit this. Like, you still got that southern in you. Oh, I guess so. It's a beard. It's as the beard grows longer, I'm growing a yard. And and like it maybe that it's just like southern just starts coming out of me. I don't know. Well, you need to shave that cuz you need to get rid of that. What? Just oh, the southern part. I need to get yes. rid of that. I don't know. Maybe some counseling will help. Um well, this week <laughs> <laughs> it just gave me like the weirdest look. <laughs> um, this week, what we're going to be doing is kind of finishing up what we were talking about last week. Last week, uh, it was a really long episode. Hopefully, this episode will be a little bit shorter. Uh, but last week, we really went into the history of the Sonics and how they left. And this week, we wanted to kind of end it, uh, end the story, and then talk about the future. So the, the end of that story really, I would say, ends in, what was it, 2013, Dan? Yeah, around that time, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, 2013, I think, is when a group from Seattle, uh, that was Steve Ballmer and the Nordstrom Brothers and some others, uh, attempted to buy the Sacramento Kings uh, from the Maloof family um which by the way is there any other like better name for like a like misrun organization than the maloof family <laughs> like i mean i can't think of any others it's just it's 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 almost like uh magoo uh like the the detective cartoon oh thing. yeah yeah mr magoo it's like that mr maloof uh they didn't run the sacramento kings all that well no. And uh, about 2013, they were looking to sell because they were losing quite a bit of money. Um, 
I think what we bid on, and I say we, but I wasn't part of the organization, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> for the city of Seattle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think it was like five twenty-five million is what we were I, trying to buy the team for. I believe that's right. I mean, it's somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah, so they they offered this 525 and they had this group together. It was a solid group. A lot of millionaires, even a billionaire, and and it looked like I mean, I think we both thought that it was going to happen that we were going to get this team. Yeah, because there was I mean, Chris Hansen was also involved in that group. Yes, that's who it was. Yes. And I mean, they're all millionaires and billionaires and obviously a lot of people know Steve Ballmer from Microsoft and the Nordstrom mm-hmm. brothers, obviously from Nordstrom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it all, it looked like, you know, we had the right group in place and it was all just a matter of getting the team. Yeah. That's the way it made me feel like. Yeah, I, I think same here. I remember having conversations with you. Uh, well, at the time I was living in Minnesota and we were we were chatting about it and we were both so excited because it seemed like this was going to be it. This is how the NBA was going to be able to come back to Seattle was by purchasing the Sacramento team. And I remember being really excited, uh, not just because we were getting a team, but it was Sacramento. And Sacramento in the 90s kind of had a feel or, well, late 90s, early 2000s, kind of had a similar feel as the Seattle Sonics. Yeah, just, with Chris Webber. Yeah, with Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, it, it just kind of seemed like that, like, grinded out kind of attitude of um, just grit. Kind of kind of like the current, um, well, not current, they just kind of disbanded the, uh, the roster, but um, uh, the grit and grind uh, Grizzlies. Yep, uh, with Mike Conley and um, Gasol and everybody, it kind of kind of Zach felt, Randolph. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of felt like that, um, and so I was excited to get that team. Um, but in a very, it's it's interesting to contrast what happened in Seattle with what happened in Sacramento, uh, because Seattle, like the like we talked about it last episode, the mayor. I mean, even the state legislature, they just, like, didn't care. They didn't help. Um, no, they didn't. And they and they have their reasons, so it's not like we're going to get into that debate. Uh, but uh, they, didn't, they didn't help the team, didn't really seem to care all that much. Uh, and then Sacramento, it was, like, the complete opposite. Um, the mayor, Kevin Johnson, went out of his way like crazy, um, uh, went and, like, flew to New York and was like talking with David Stern and all these people. And, and basically what happened is that they found a way to buy the team. Um, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting. Is it, uh, Ramad, Ramadiv? Uh, Vivek Ranadiv. Yeah. I I think think that's his name. Yeah. Um, he came in as like the majority owner sold his like I think he had a minority stake in Golden State um, with the Warriors and sold that and and was able to come in and get a team together uh, to build a new arena and basically keep the the team there Um, I mean 
it's hard because I wanted it to happen. I think you wanted it to happen. Yeah, I did because it was basketball back in the city that desperately needs it. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, we both understand how Sacramento almost felt. Exactly. Um, like they were desperate and they worked their butts off to be able to keep the team there. Uh, and the, the fans really rallied around. Now that's kind of faded. Um, uh, they aren't doing so well. They have, they have some good players now in 2020 and uh, Buddy Heald and uh, De'Aaron Fox and some others. Um, so they have a, a good solid core, but at the same time, um, their fan base has kind of faded a little bit. Uh, at right. least compared to when they got that team back, which is understandable. Um, but there there was this moment where they almost lost their team. And it would have been a very similar story to Seattle. Uh, so I, I thought what we could do for pretty much the rest of this podcast is really talking about the the ethics of that. Like, first, were, how did you feel about the the Sacramento Kings as as someone who lost their team um, how do you feel about taking someone else's team uh, with the Sacramento Kings at the time do you remember like what you were feeling um I was honestly there was a part of me that would still feel bad for Sacramento mm-hmm. because you know we are taking I guess not really taking because those owners were willing to sell that team to the Seattle group led by yeah, Chris Yeah, it was all up Ballmer. front. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't like the Sonics to the o- Sonics to Oklahoma City because you know, Howard Schultz sold them and he knew Clay Bennett was going to move them. So, it's not yeah. like that, but I would feel bad a little bit because, you know, I'd understand how those fans feel. Like, you know, they had bas- they had their team ripped out. Like, and I mean, obviously I know California has <laughs> quite a bit of sports teams, but yeah. still there's some diehard fans in Sacramento that would be pretty pissed off that their team is gone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I felt pretty similar. Like, uh, I didn't want to have Sacramento suffer, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at the same time, um, San-, San Francisco isn't very far away. No. <laughs> uh, the fan pace before all of this, I mean, it was it was dead there at their arena. Um, they They weren't supporting the team. And then, like you said, the owners uh, were selling this to a Seattle team with the intent of having them take the team to Seattle. Uh, So while with Clay Bennett, everything was uh, behind closed doors and very secretive and I think quite manipulative, uh, this was up front. It was like everyone knew exactly what everyone's intentions were uh, with this. And and so I felt good about it. Um, 
Now, I understand that there would be the people in Sacramento that forever would hate this team. Yes. Like we hate OKC. Yeah, right? Like, we, we get that. Like, we, we hate Oklahoma City. Uh, I remember that year that they were in the finals um, just being like, LeBron's going to kick their butt. <laughs> and I, st- I still watch the moment when uh, they were going back to the locker room and Clay Bennett's just standing there with his head down. I still watch that. That gives me joy. Yep, yep. I totally get you. And there would have been Sacramento fans that would have felt like the same way about this team. Uh, so I get that. I'm not saying anyone's feelings shouldn't be like validated or whatever. Uh, but for me, I, I, I view it as a business move um, where everything was up front. Now, if the team had like said, uh, like if the, the group, the, the owners would, would have come in and, and Hanson and everybody else was just like, yeah, yeah, we want to build a new arena here. And, uh, you know, we, we want to keep the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento and, you know, had played it up like that. And all the while we're thinking we're going to take this team. Uh, up to Seattle, I, I would have felt differently, and I would have, um, I would have been pretty upset because that would be the exact move that Oklahoma City did to us. Um, but um, they didn't, and so I felt like it was okay. Uh, but I think that leads us into like a broader discussion of like because we that's the history of of Seattle because it pretty much ends there. There hasn't been any movement, really, as far as, like, right. um, purchasing a team or expanding and getting a team uh, since 2013. And here it is, 2020, seven years later, and we are still at that same uh, point. Uh, so I think it enters into a broader discussion of how do, you, how do we want basketball to come back to Seattle, the NBA to come back to Seattle? Uh, expansion or purchasing a team? Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Dan. Like, what? Which way would you rather, and which way do you think it will? Because that that could be different of what you think will happen and what you think should happen. Um, right now, from the vibe that I get from the NBA and Commissioner Adam Silver, is that expansion. Because when you listen to him talk about expansion. He kind of always, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a very long process, and you don't get much hope from it. Yeah. So really what I get from it is that really our hope to get a basketball team is resting on a team coming up for sale, sort of like Sacramento. But yeah. to answer your question, I would prefer to have, obviously, my first thought would be, well, I, I'd like to steal the Thunder back, you know? Yeah, it would be nice. I'd like to get the Thunder back, you know? <laughs> they got some good young players on that team, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, that but Chris honestly, Paul. Chris Paul, good young player. Well, he's like... <laughs> he was an all-star, but still, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and plenty of draft picks. Yeah. But to answer your question, I would prefer expansion because I don't want to steal another team yeah like i don't want because the reality is is we're not going to go and we're not going to steal a team from california 
Probably because not. Because that's just, that's, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. We possibly had hope of the Clippers, but Balmer was like, no. Well, now now they're buying the arena. Um, the well, I forget the name of the arena that they're, the they're buying. The Old Western Forum, I think. Yeah, which up until that moment, I, I thought that might be an option, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen now. Yeah. But I would prefer expansion because we're not stealing another team. Yeah. You know? So we don't... So other fans don't have to deal with what we had to. Like, say, for example, if you were to steal the Atlanta Hawks. Like, that's their only basketball team. Yep. So I would just feel so bad for the fans there, and I wouldn't want to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm at the point, either if it's expansion, buying another team, I just want basketball back. So so are you kind of at the point where you're just like, whatever we got to do, let's do it and get the team up here? Yes. That's, that's where I'm at. Whatever we got to do to get basketball back, that's where I'm at. It's been 12 years. Yeah. This has gone on long enough. We need basketball back. And one way or the other, we're gonna get it. Yeah, eventually. I mean, I I'm I'm pretty much right there. Like I would much rather have it as expansion because first off, I think the NBA. Um, like I, I guess I should talk about about before the coronavirus. Um, because right. we don't know what sports is gonna look like really after this. Um, but before. The coronavirus hit in. Uh, it looked pretty clear, like the NBA was ready for expansion. Um, all the teams are making money. Um, they they have the new TV deal coming in uh, a couple more years now, uh, but from the last one, they made a lot of money. Um, uh, as far as fan base, it's rising and rising and rising. Um. You know, everyone talks about with David Stern passing away, uh, what he did for basketball. You know, like we talked about last episode, we have a different perspective on that. Uh, but like, it, it is true uh, that under under his watch, uh, through social media, um, through different efforts from the NBA with NBA Cares and different things like that, um, younger people are flocking to the to the NBA, um, right. watching it, uh, being consumed with it, buying merchandise. Um, and, and so they, they understand like they have the younger people. Um, I mean, even more than the NFL and uh, especially the MLB, uh, I think, I think younger people are really more in tuned with, you know, what's Zion doing? Yeah, because they, because they watch these kids in college, you know, Mm-hmm. And, like, I think really, like, people now, a lot of these kids, they look at Steph Curry and they're just like, oh, I want to be like Steph Curry, you know? So now you have, like, these young kids that are, like, 10, 12 years old just turning on a TV on ESPN when Steph Curry's on TV. Yeah. So you were right about David Stern, you know, kind of making it a broader fan base because... I mean, there's people all around the world that watch the NBA. Like, yeah, I mean, like even look at look at China right now. 
even with the coronavirus going on, they're still trying to get their league together. And that's really all because of the NBA uh, and, and players like Yao Ming and Jeremy Lin. And now Jeremy Lin's over there playing. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so the, the fan base is, is growing and it's getting younger, which is helpful because then they will be fans longer. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like, you know, again, before the coronavirus, we don't know what it's going to look like after this. Uh, but I feel like there was enough enough money going into the owners' pockets for them to be like, yes, let's expand. Um, right. And and I, I think that what might be helpful with the future of the NBA and, you know, they're talking about having these bubble cities and having tournaments to finish the regular season or the playoffs and however that works out. If they pick bubble cities like... Um, you know, I don't think Seattle's on that on that no, list at all. No, I think all. I only heard it was Orlando and Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, um, but if they pick Las Vegas, I mean that would be like the prime real estate for uh, the second expansion team. Because uh, usually, if you're going to do it, you want to expand by two teams to make it fair, right? Um, right. So. I think Seattle obviously can support it because they did it for 40 years um, and, and still supporting it 12 years after there isn't a team. And then Las Vegas, I think it's pretty clear, especially with uh, the NHL and the Golden Knights, um, that they can they can take a team there as well and do pretty well, um, even, even if it is more of a transient kind of city. Uh, there's enough of a fan base there that they could support uh, having a team. Right. Uh, so I think that it is, you know, again, depending on how things go, if they're able to continue to be creative and figure out a way to make money through, um, you know, finishing the season or being smarter maybe about starting the next season a little bit later and, you know, whatever happens with that, as long as they don't lose like a bunch of money, um, I, I think that there is a good sense for them to be able to say, yeah, let's expand. Now, will they? Um, I don't know. Because like you said, Adam Silver, he's like, he gives like these little clips that just like make us Seattle fans just go like, what? Maybe? What? Are you going to? He gives us somewhat of hope sometimes. Yeah. And, and then, like, he'll do, like, these longer interviews, and it, like, seems pretty negative. Like, you know, just, oh, we well, we're not, we don't really have that on the table right now, and blah, 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 blah. And so, like, while I would love to go the route of expansion, because I think it is probably the wisest way to do it, it it's, doesn't seem like that's the most likely. Right. Um, I, I think that you're right in that it's come down to this whatever we got to do kind of attitude to get a team into Seattle. Uh, and, and I think that that will probably have to be purchasing a team. And um, like I, I think it's different, like we were talking about with Sacramento, I think it's different to say up front, like we're buying the team to move the team. I feel like that's that's a much different thing than what Bennett did uh, to the Sonic fans. Um, but I, know, I understand that that team that we, we get it, the city, they're going to view it as the exact same thing. Right. 
and and I think I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like I I think I'm okay with having a city that just hates us, <laughs> and uh, I don't think that there's. If we were to get a team, I don't think there's any way to not have that happen. Right. I mean, obviously with professional sports teams, you're always going to have those people. You're going to have those rivals where those fans just hate that team. Like, for us Seahawks fans, we don't like the 49ers. And for us Husky fans, we don't like the Cougars or the Ducks. Yep. Um, Except I kind of like the Ducks. No, no, you don't. They're awful. I kind of always have... I kind of always have. I'm so sorry, Dan. Um, I'm always Huskies fan first. Yeah, no, you're not. No, I, I, no, you cannot be a Husky I, I fan like, in like Oregon. I just do. I'm sorry. I always have. I love the colors. And just because of the colors. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was the same Sonic colors. Well, yeah, but how can you fault me? There's other teams. No, you can in definitely. You can definitely you. fault me. <laughs> yeah, there are. Um, I don't know. I just always liked it, uh, but yeah, I totally get you. Like it, and and that's that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a city that hates us if we get a team. Uh, so I guess really the question is like, do we see any hope on the horizon of having a team go up for sale? Because the last one that did were the Clippers, and that was Steve Ballmer, like the like the big shark in Seattle. Who, who we thought, all right, well, if anyone's going, to, like, if we're going to get a team, uh, it's going to be because Balmer is a part of the buying group. Um, and now he's he's already made his decision with becoming an owner of the Clippers, and obviously a smart move because now they're, like, I'm making so much yeah, money. Yeah, they went out and spent of, big uh, money on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now they're no longer the yeah. laughing stock. They went from being the laughing stock of the NBA to now being that team that could potentially could potentially win it all. Yeah, true. Uh, so do you see, are there any teams that you think might go up or maybe that even you've just thought of, I think this would be one of the better teams to look at of purchasing? Um, for me, there's a couple teams that come to mind. I've heard rumblings the past few years about possibly the Memphis Grizzlies. And then possibly the Atlanta Hawks. And those are really about the only teams because it's kind of a small market team. You know, obviously all the California teams, they're they're in a big market. You know, some people have mentioned the Orlando Mm -hmm. Magic, but Florida's a pretty big market for sports as well. So I could potentially see the Atlanta Hawks. Memphis Grizzlies because it's not really that big of a market there. Yeah, I mean it. It, it makes sense. Um, I, I think as you look around the NBA, yeah, there's only a few teams that really jump to the top as far as like, I mean, there's there's no way that you're going to get a team like the Miami Heat. No. You know, like it's it's Miami um, or Houston or some of these bigger cities. Uh, so you got to look at like where maybe the NBA isn't as popular or it's just a smaller market like you're talking about. Um, and I think, yeah, the first one that jumps to mind is Memphis. Um, and, and I think that could work for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, Memphis, um, 
smaller market. I always wonder, why didn't they take them to Nashville? That is a good question, and honestly, I hope they keep the team in Memphis because I feel like that gives us more hopes. <laughs> I, I always felt I always felt like Nashville was like I don't, I don't know the numbers so maybe I'm just speaking out of ignorance, um, but uh, I always thought Nashville was like the bigger city and like where more stuff was going. Well, yeah, on. you hear a lot of like country music things going on down there, so I can't speak for that as well. But I mean, I would assume Nashville has more stuff going on. At least that's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah, but they but they decided to go to Memphis after being in Vancouver. So, um, I I think that could work of getting them and bringing them to Seattle, especially with that idea of I think you you would have a lot of Vancouver fans uh, who would support the team, um, even if it gets you know renamed back to Seattle SuperSonics. Because to me that's that's a uh, that's a definite, but I think that a lot of Vancouver fans would support this team because um, you know it's at least you know closer now. It's back in the Pacific Northwest, and and so maybe they would uh, come down from Canada and come and watch the games once the borders open, of course. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would put that team at the top of the list, um, but there are. A couple others on my mind. Um, I know, I know that basketball is very big in Washington D.C., um, but the Washington Wizards have sucked for so long. Yeah, they have, and I mean, you thought once they got John Wall and Bradley Beal, people thought, oh, you know, this team could really be good. But ever since then, it just seems like it's just honestly a poorly run organization and so i haven't yeah. thought of that but that's a that's a good choice that, that's one that i was thinking about last night as i was trying to think about this podcast i was like what are those teams and washington would be one because i think it, it is like you know you got to think about like the logistics of the city uh if it's a smaller city um and if it's more i don't know just uh, ready for nba um, more uh, willing to support a team, and then also just how long they've been bad. Because I don't think we're going to get a small market team that's been good, uh, which I would love to say Oklahoma City and get that team in back home. Um, but they've been good for so long right? Uh, that, that that city hasn't, hasn't felt like really the defeat. Yeah, okay, they lost in the finals. Uh, but it's still the finals. Right. Like, they haven't gone through that long season of six to eight years without a playoff appearance. Right. They're not sitting in the same boat where Sacramento was in 2013, yeah. where, I mean, they just didn't have anyone. Like, they had DeMarcus Cousins, and, I mean, he was really good. And Tyreek Evans, I mean, he was okay, but he kind Marcus you know, Thornton. Like, that's... They didn't really have that um, superstar to say. Like yeah. Memphis, they have Ja Morant. Obviously, the Hawks have Trey Young. The Thunder have Chris Paul. I I just I just don't see Atlanta giving up their team. Like it's such a rich history with uh, Dominique Wilkins and 
like, I, I just, and Atlanta's a huge city. I don't think that they would be willing to give up their team. But, you know, maybe maybe something happens and we get surprised because this really comes down to the ownership. I mean, I don't really think you know? any city's willing to give up their team. I think the yeah, reality true. is it just boils down to the owner if he wants to sell it or not. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've also heard people talk about, well, the Spurs. It's a smaller organization, smaller city uh, in San Antonio. Uh, but they have such a prolific history. I mean, they history. have... They have the history of David Robinson, the Admiral. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and arguably one of the best coaches of all time in Greg Popovich. Not to mention Bruce Bowen. No, I'm just kidding. I right. hate Bruce and Bowen. Well, right. <laughs> there's so much history there, though, and you can tell that the fans love that team yeah. very much, and it seems like it's just... a uh, very well-run organization from top top to bottom so yeah um like i i googled it yesterday you know just uh seeing i don't know if there's any like rumors or anything i guess last year shaquille o'neal did a uh podcast where he was told that a team was up for sale behind closed doors and it was a team that you wouldn't expect i think is how he put it um so I don't know, like, and um, who was it? Someone else said something similar. I don't know if it was Adrian Wojnarowski or someone, someone else maybe. But I, I feel like you're right when you talk about no city is going to be willing to give up their team. Uh, it really comes down to the ownership, and like there, there might be an owner out there with the with the team, and he's just he's done. And he, he wants to give up. Maybe it's Atlanta. Maybe it's uh, I, the Magic. That would be an interesting one because they, too, have been pretty bad. Um, you know, there was that one year with Dwight Howard and Richard Lewis and um, that they were able to, to make a run. But since then, they've, they've been pretty lousy. Well, yeah, and my... Florida, not Miami. Miami is not a state. I don't believe Miami is a state. <laughs> they but probably do. Florida, they're rich. I mean, their fan base is towards the Miami Heat. Yeah. Because the Miami Heat for so long were a powerhouse contending for the championship, you know. They had D Wade there for so long, and for a little while they had LeBron. Yeah, just you know, just this random guy called LeBron Freaky James, who some people who are not in their right minds, I will say, don't you believe that he's the best player in basketball? I told you that in confidence. I I said, well, Kobe's the best, and I don't even care. People listening to this podcast, they might get so angry at me. All right, but to me, it's Kobe. And MJ, and then LeBron. Now, I will admit that I gave in to some nostalgia because when I was playing basketball in high school, LeBron had just started in the NBA, and like I remember going together as a team um, and over to Micah Cooper's house and watching LeBron's first game, and all of us were together, and it was so much fun. Um, and I might have let those nostalgia glasses um, just let me see them a little differently 
uh, and and I repent. <laughs> but no, but I, I did I did for a moment think you know what LeBron's got a little edge over Jordan. I did I did I'm sorry. But I will say I never mentioned you specifically. So. Well, come on, we we all knew where you were going. I just I just needed well, I needed to get out uh, out front. Mm, yeah, I I need to do my PR. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just stating an opinion that if you believe that um, LeBron is better than Jordan, then I would refer you to a counselor. Um. That's probably probably for the best for a lot of different reasons. Or I will encourage you to just watch The Last Dance. Oh, it's so good. So good. I can't wait. If you haven't watched that, you are missing out. It's... I can't wait for episode 7 and 8. And I want that Sonics episode, dude. It seems like they're going to do it. Like, of every championship, there's like an episode about it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Yeah, I heard this week they're going to focus on... Um, Jordan's career in baseball for two years. Yeah, it kind of felt like that's where it ended. We're at episode six, right? Like that was the last one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then it's seven and eight this week. Yeah, but yeah, it kind of seemed like that's where they ended up. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of where we're at as far as uh, getting a team back in Seattle. As I quickly divert from talking about how I thought for a moment LeBron was better than Michael Jordan. Uh, but I, I think that we will be able to get a team at some point in the future. Uh, but I think, I think the NBA, especially now, after the coronavirus, I think that they're going to be so careful for several years uh, that there, there's no chance of expansion um, while things looked really good before the coronavirus, I think that they're just going to be really careful for a couple of years um, until right. they see how everything kind of balances out. Um, so I don't think expansion is going to be the way unless we're talking about like another seven to eight years. Uh, but if we want a team in, in the near future, we're going to have to go and get our hands dirty. And it kind of sucks. Um, but I think it's a little different if we're upfront about it and got to do what you got to do. Right. And I mean, my hope is that maybe, you know, that because when Seattle gets a hockey team this coming year or yeah, who knows if there will be an NHL season next the year. The Kraken. Let's just hope. I'm hoping for Sockeyes. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's another story. My hope is that, um. The NBA will look at it and see, wow, Seattle really has a good fan base. Like, they really love their teams. Like, and obviously, we shouldn't, we don't need to prove to anyone that we love our teams. We yep. don't. Yep. Yep. Um, we've done it for 40 years, and uh, we're continuing to do it 12 years after our team's left. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of, a lot of reasons to be hopeful. Uh, that a team will eventually come back, uh, either through expansion or through getting a team like the Grizzlies, like the Wizards, like the Magic or the Hawks or some smaller market team or a team that hasn't been doing well. Um, and, and I think that team could be very successful in, in Seattle. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been fun talking about it with you, man. Yes, very fun. Yeah, uh, next week we'll 
talk about something else in the Seattle Legacy. Maybe we'll start going back and looking at some of the uh, the Seattle greats and talking about our favorites and stuff like that. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. If you went on to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate it, um, maybe share it with some friends. If you're a Seattle fan, as I, I'd imagine that you would be if you're listening to this podcast, uh, share it with some other uh, Sonic fans and maybe we can start um, building out a um, just a movement, an audible movement to get a team back in Seattle. Yep. All right. We'll be back next week. Um, this has been Dean and Dan. And we want our Sonics back. Woo!